drank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. This is episode 37. Thank you, Brody Ann. And invite you to notice your breath and to remember where you are and to bring your attention to that. And maybe you send down a root or a cord or a tendril or remember that you're inherently connected to the earth, wherever that is. And I invite each of you listening to become aware of the history of the land you're in, so many of the lands that we are in, uh, invaded and occupied and also unceded territory. And certainly here we are in the unceded sovereign territory of the Yagara and the Jagara and the Turrbal people. And I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and feel in solidarity and wish to bring more energy to that solidarity in these times of calamity and disorder learning and listening to the law in the land. And I encourage each of us to find the ways that make sense in this time to lend that solidarity. Okay. I can hear this, like, we're in a new space and I can hear this, like, in the background, this, like, funky jazz. It's so <laughs> great. <laughs> so, yes, this is our um, first time in our new space we are not far from the crossroads where we normally record in West End. We're just around the corner um, and we're in an amazing old Queenslander and it, I'm having so many flashbacks of like every share house I've ever lived in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had <laughs> and the same like feeling. High ceilings, you know, paint, probably, probably the sixth or seventh coat of paint this room seen. An old fan, old lead lights in the in the windows, and the room I live in now is just a little bit bigger than this, yes, and you, it has we the feel same the same kind of stuff going on. And so it's like a community space, and there's also like music schools next to us, and you can hear people playing. Like I oh know normally at the other place it's a music studio, but yeah, this I, is I like that's just literally someone jamming <laughs> yeah. next door, playing the most amazing piano. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we find ourselves in this balmy kind of hot <laughs> sweaty pre-storm kind of queenslands oh, please, weather please please, please storm, storm again, again. Yeah. <laughs> we've had some amazing storms here yeah. over the last few days and um yeah it's been it's been a crazy day it's lovely to see see you see you both yeah we're sitting here with andrea hi have, have an amazing guest today yeah. uh our listeners might remember hearing from Andrea was our first or second podcast very early on. It was you, you were our first came guest. Along. You were our first Lachlan. guest. Yeah, uh-huh. you were Lachlan. There you go. I didn't know that. VIP baby. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Nice. And um we wanted we really wanted to get you back on as soon as you can. I think uh during even that episode we were like, okay, we yeah. haven't finished talking, we need to have you back. Like and both of so you. Much. We need to like you we need you alone and we need Lachlan alone. Yes, corner yes. We're gonna corner him for sure. But we wanted to take this opportunity to have a proper chat with you. And we just before the, the show were saying, you know, there's no agendas, there's mm. no uh themes for tonight. We are heading towards this weekend mm-hmm. being 
Beltane, Beltana, or Samhain for our friends in the Northern Hemisphere. So it's a big, it's a big time regardless. Mm. I mean, even talking to Kim uh, Fairminer in our previous episodes, we were talking about how astrologically the rest of this month and next month is going to be huge. And I'm definitely feeling that this week, guys. I don't know about you. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and feeling Today the pressure in here, <laughs> right? <laughs> this week has just been all sorts. Yeah. Um, so how's it been for you both? I know you rocked up with x-rays. Yeah, I rocked up with x-rays. Right. What, what about you, Andrew? How was your day? Oh, well, it was actually nice and quiet because Lachlan has gone. He's gone to the Devil's Marbles in Northern Territory. I'm he's gone on so a road trip. jealous. He's yeah. gone on a supernatural yeah. road trip, which yeah. is yeah. totally awesome. To, to what end? <laughs> well, a friend of ours who actually he does the Strange Encounters radio show mm. and, uh, and also the Lost Boys show, um, he just said about a week ago, do you think Lachlan would like to go on a road trip with me? Didn't even say where it was. I was like, yes, Lachlan does want to do that. Um, <laughs> to the northern. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah, we, we only found that out on Sunday and then Lachlan left Tuesday night. So he's currently on the way there. Yeah. Yeah. So to enter every paranormal thing along the way. So there's like Min Min Lights. Min Min and, Lights. Uh, that yeah, was the first thing. So yeah, jealous. Yeah. There's all that sort of stuff. So. Lachlan's having fun and I'm having a nice relax. Great. Well, that's that's great because he can do that and we'll get him on the way back. And we'll seriously <laughs> what happened? Because yeah. guaranteed, if anyone's going to encounter something or see something, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's a tourist. It will happen when. <laughs> I will sit here for three days. <laughs> I will see that UFO. They come to him. Yeah, I know. He's he's like a UFO magnet anyway. Yeah, so he really is. So. He'll, he'll, yeah, I'm sure he'll see something. Mm. Yeah. So, yes, that's been my week so far. Love it. Yeah. Since we last spoke to you, and I don't want to, like, re-traumatise anything, but since we last spoke to you, um, Eclectica closed. Yeah. And how, how, what are you, how was that for you? Um, look, it was weird and sad. Uh, I was already kind of getting messages last year, the end of last year, that um, things were changing and I had to let go. And I didn't want to. So when things happen like that and you should be doing something and you don't want to, then for me I get things like water, being a water sign. And we had literally hundreds of litres of water run through the place in December, you know, in our busiest period. And I was like, all right then, I give up. I'm letting go. I have mm. to let go. And then by the January I decided, yeah, we'll have to close. So we had initially thought, oh, well, maybe we'll wait till September of this year. But then with all the COVID stuff, uh, yeah, it just was brought a little bit forward. So in some ways it was kind of good for us that all that did happen so we could sort of do it, have a bit of a breather. But in other ways it totally fucking sucked and mm. I bawled and bawled and cried a river. And mm. But, you know, it was just time to let go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's both the thing is that I still get people messaging me saying, oh my God, I've already just found out I got to go. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh yes, drag it all up for me again. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that still. But yeah, I, I think I've come to sort of terms with it, sort of. And I've still got Crystal Earth. So mm-hmm. it's not like work has slowed down at all. It's just been so busy. But, mm. um, but yeah, no more eclectica. Yeah, and then people keep saying, oh, well, but you'll reopen. It's like, no, she's dead. Mm. 
she has died. She's not coming back. But, oh, but you, no, she's died. Mm. Just accept it. You know? mm. So, yeah, that's been sort of weird. But, hmm. Yeah. It's been, it's been a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Been. Yeah. It was really like Eclectic was my baby. So releasing that was pretty hard to do. But then again, me being me, I'm always like, oh, what's the next thing? <laughs> oh, what can I do now? There's yeah. going to be something more. So, yeah, I'm sort of trying to get all my ducks in a row and hopefully something will next year. See what happens. See what happens. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we daily get people coming into Crystal Earth yeah. who either come from interstate, which hasn't been happening that much recently, but like <laughs> people visiting Brisbane going like, what is going on? I just went to Eclectica. And they yeah. have, you have to go, okay, <laughs> so this happened, but we're still here and we're doing this. And yeah. But luckily we have had so many supporters and visitors oh, I know. to Crystal Look, Earth. It's been amazing. Yeah. yeah, no, it has. The support we've got is really amazing. Yeah. And it's been very exciting looking at some of the beautiful, I guess, more witchy, magical elements. Not that Chris Earth isn't always magical, but definitely magical ingredients and things that you've been adding to the new shop. Yeah, I've definitely been trying to do more of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you while we've got you. So you've just recently done a new blend of beautiful resins mm-hmm. and herb herbal mm-hmm. mixtures. Yes. And... I love all of them already. I've already bought a couple for myself for my own practice. Um, how did you go about the process of creating them? Because I know that there was a bit of a, a bit yeah. of a ritual and yeah, telling yeah. involved. Well, because when I just use my normal brain, that doesn't work so well and it'll take forever. And after six weeks of me going, how should I do it? What should I do? What blend should I do? I went, what the fuck am I doing? Just fucking channel that shit, and um, and then it was done with just a ma- in a matter of days. It was all done. I was like, oh, why did I take so long to do that? Um, and then yeah, once I'd done that, I, and then I went, oh, is this, is this going to be okay? So then I m- blended them all, and um, you know, actually burned them and everything. And I was like, oh, I surprised myself. I've got to say, I'm really, I'm it's actually proud very, of those. And like, yeah. and oh, I'm so proud of these. You know. They smell incredible. Yeah. No, no, no. No, be right. proud. It's yeah. important. No, what what kind yeah. of what kind of blends have you got going? I've got. I think I've got about thirteen different ones. I probably won't even remember them all. But um, I mean, there's things like um, psychic, you know, dreams and things like that. But then there's also a few uh, ones that are. Uh, I've got a Baba Yaga mix, which has got beetroot powder in it. So that was nice. And there's a Lilith mix, and that one I actually got um, my granddaughter Lilith to help me to choose things too. So it's coming from a little five-year-old as well. Mm. Uh, and then there's a Griffin mix, which is my other grandson, um, which is a really a healing one with lots of uh, chamomile and nice things like that. Yeah, so yeah, beautiful. yeah. It's very relaxy. So oh yeah, there's all kinds of things which I. I can't really remember them all. But, yeah, there's about 13 <laughs> different ones. But, yeah, I I am sillily I'm just uh, excited to see you creating and making some beautiful magic and no, putting it out there for people. It's, it's very cool. It's kind of funny too, you know, and you don't realise how these things can actually change the way you feel. 
Mm. You know, when you're creating stuff like that, and it, it kind of seems sort of maybe trivial, but when you're actually making and creating and doing that, you get so wrapped up in it, mm. and it takes you out of your everyday. And it, yeah, because I mean, herbs were always my thing. So yeah, because we used to, when we initially opened Crystal Earth, we used to sell plants, magical plants and things like that and try to get rare ones. And then then all the droughts hit and we couldn't do that anymore. And so, yeah, to sort of come back now and, and do what I'm doing with those, that was fun. I like doing that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's good. I can't remember if we asked you a year and a half ago, did like what was the impetus for you to create Crystal Earth? Crystal Earth, that was more um, directed. That was um, channeled information that we were kind of told. Yeah, I think we did. We might have covered that. Um, and we were – because we – to actually um, have the shop, we were directed to sort of go on a little bit of a pilgrimage and then from there we were supposed to meet somebody and all this kind of thing and, and it kind of all fell into place but it's never exactly how you expect it. Mm. And, yeah, we went and we found – this guy who had this crystal shop, his house he'd converted into just as it was a house of crystals. It was the most amazing thing in the middle of nowhere. And probably if I went back, it wouldn't exist. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that was like that gave us the um, the realization that we could do this ourselves. Mm. And we just kind of went from there. And once we'd sort of made the decision, within ten months we'd opened. So yeah, it was all pretty quick, really. Mm. Um, and, yeah, but there, there was much more to it because of – Lachlan and I are pretty much quite loner kind of personalities anyway. So for us, feeling alone within our own spiritual kind of stuff, what we knew it wasn't healthy and it wasn't good and we wished that there had been something when we were first starting to, you know, explore our own spiritual journey that there was some place that you could go to and ask questions and but there wasn't. You know, there just wasn't enough. So we really wanted to do that kind of spiritual drop-in centre thing mm. and have that and have that as a space to so people could feel free to mm. to ask anything and not be feel like they were being judged or laughed at or, mm. you know, because that's not really what you need when you're first starting out. Mm. Yeah. So that's what we, we kind of really went with that. Not we're going to make a million. It was more we want to be able to help people. I, f- I feel like sure. most witch, witchcraft and pagan people I know who end up creating businesses or like vocational work out of it are like, I'm not here to make money. Like yeah. money is incidental yeah. and money is also sacred. Like in in terms of like being, in terms of it being able to be secure and prosperous and all of that, like that's an important part of in spiritual inquiry too. But um, most people I know are like, I'm doing this because I love it. Mm. Like, and it's, it's, do it. and it's good that it works out <laughs> so that I can continue to do it. Yeah. Like, so, so often I've been like in the past, um, I've been like to my spirits who directed me to do this shit. Mm. I'm like, so you got to find a way for me to pay my rent this month or I'm stopping. <laughs> and they do, that. they figure it out for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So that's always interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, I think for us, it, it really is just like you just kind of if it's meant to be it's meant to be you know you you will be provided for and it's about having that trust to know that you you will be you know my mother told me this story years ago when I was a kid and it was about this beautiful Irish nun that she used to know and 
she said that they they had this little place. Um, she lived in a monastery kind of thing and they really didn't have a lot of money to live on and this was back in Ireland. And, um, and occasionally they'd be just desperate. They didn't even have enough food or supplies to last time. I mean, this is, I'm talking like a really old, old lady. So this was way back in the day. Um, and she said, but we all trusted that it would always work out. And she said that, that it would just be simple things too, like they'd run out of something and then the next day there'd be a box of whatever they needed on their doorstep without having to ask, without putting, you know, it's just their faith in God told them that, it, you know, mm. you can trust. And I always thought of that and I thought, yeah, you have to live your life like that. You have to believe that you will be provided for it when you're doing the right thing, mm. you know. And if it's not working out, maybe there is something going mm. on. Mm. But, yeah, as long as you trust trust that thing, trust that that you will be looked after and you will be provided for. And, yeah, I really think that that is a way to live your life. Yeah. But, yeah, she was just such a beautiful – I mean, when I met that that nun, she was – really old but she was the most she was she was a tiny little you know five foot nothing tiny weeny little mm-hmm. person but she was the most joyful person too that's what I loved about you know it was just I mean yeah maybe a bit misguided with her religion but yeah <laughs> lovely, lovely and I loved I loved that fact that she just that absolute faith that mm. everything was going to be you know that she, everything was going to be okay yeah mm. love that Mm. I had a really good experience with Irish Catholics in Ireland <laughs> and, um, you know, not to generalise, but in particular I was on this sacred sites tour and I was um, staying in this old 18th century farmhouse with a bunch of witches and they knew we were witches and they were actually good friends with Janet and Farah and Gavin Bone who lived down the road. Mm. But these people who run this place, which is on the top of the Telltown Mounds or, or very next to it, which is very ancient and sacred to Lanasa in particular, um, they were not pagan or witches, but they were but they knew we were and they were like, Yeah, go do your rituals out on the the eleventh <laughs> century Viking church and the tell the Telltown Mounds and and um I remember my mom was on that tour with us and she asked uh, Rini, um, why are you not at church at Sunday? You're cooking for us and like, you go, fuck off, we can do it. And she's like, well, it would be more Christian of me to stay here and make food for you than it would be to go to church. Whoa. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember sitting there. Real faith. Yeah, yep, I remember yep, sitting yep. there and like shedding a few tears because yeah, she was beautiful. so like yeah. loving and yeah. kind and and when and when she found out that I could see spirits and things, she was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah, uh, like go out there because I just there's something weird going out there. Can you just check it for us?" And I was like, "Sure," like, <laughs> you know. And I just love that Irish. Um, interestingly, like our next guest is, is lives in Ireland, and but I just love that Irish. Like, I identify with that Irishness, like mm. that that ability to just be like, "Yeah, there's spirits mm. and fairies, and yeah. they're part of our everyday life." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's all just integrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. I noticed that too when uh, years ago we, when we were in England in Cornwall that everything is kind of it's yeah it's like they've got a foot in both worlds. Mm. There's really that, and it, and it's not it's not like this faraway thing. It's like you can see it and you can feel it and you can sense it, and the people are just they're very well aware of of mm-hmm. everything, and it's just a very matter of fact. Whereas back here, back home, it's like not. Nah. 
I hope that's where we're heading and I think that's where we are. And the, the more we listen to our First Nations brothers and mm. sisters, as we should have when we first bloody arrived, Fuck. we might be – because, you know, one of the most ancient, unusual, primal spaces, lands on earth, mm. I, I feel like – because I was going to say, as you guys were both describing that, it's a very Irish, you know, English, Scottish, Welsh thing because the landscape is so magical that it would be impossible to ignore where you are and that you should have one foot in both worlds. Yep. And then I'm like, hang on. No, but we should be doing that here. Like literally. There's nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the same everywhere. in Bali. It's but, the same in North But America. in Australia, like it's yeah. so um, – that we're still we're still reaching that point of – Oh, you're a daydreamer. You're away with the fairies, or you're a newbie, yeah. or you're a weird. Yeah, if I think you're that's taking a cultural. moment to meditate in the park, yeah. <laughs> or to sit, with, yeah. you know, and watch a sunrise, or those sorts of mm. things that are taken for granted, or mm. or very normal daily practice for people mm. in other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think or I think I've been reflecting a lot on like convict convict heritage recently, and like mm. how you if you come here and you're a convict you are trying to ideally get your freedom back and that will happen if you, you know, do the labor that um, they set for you. You know, they're like, mm. okay, so you're going to, you're going to work, you know, it's again, very different to slavery. Um, it's a different thing, but um, you're going to work for seven days. We'll give you these many rations. You can have this patch of land over here to like grow your things on. Mm. Um, and in seven years, if you do that, then we'll let you go. You know, well, like, because that's what happened mm. to a lot of convicts, and and then and to a lot of my ancestors, and probably your ancestors, mm. and and that's not so long ago. And I think a lot of them did come here, and they're like, "What the fuck? Like, we didn't yeah. choose this, mm. right? Like, we didn't expect that we would be here." Mm. Um, several months later, on these ships, and um, after lots of sickness, and 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 that cutting off from one's cultural roots mm. and then trying to be here where the seasons are not just flipped but completely different mm-hmm. and the, the the animal sounds are strained yeah. and like there are people here who don't want you here mm-hmm. and it's like what's going on and and you're like the pawn of the empire it's like probably really confusing and um, and I just kind of think of that fear and anxiety and then trying to like make a living for your family who's going to come over too and then trying to transpose those British or Welsh or Scottish or Irish or Cornish or whatever it is like customs and then and then Italian customs and Greek customs and Vietnamese customs and all the waves of refugees we've had and mm. war, you know immigrants we've had and and here I notice this like we kind of keep away from each other. It depends on the city. Like there are cities where there is multiculturalism and there used to be in the 90s this huge political movement towards multiculturalism in Australia. And then it got weird again and it got like everyone has to keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. And I – and I like here in West End there's like clearly a Greek influence. Mm-hmm. Like I always notice that when I walk around West End because a lot of the Greek immigrants came here and they settled and they – and Vietnamese and – but um, here I notice a, like a – like a soft regard, like it's okay to softly share some surface things with each other, mm. but then the, the the deeper parts of one's ethnic identity are kept quite close to the chest in Australia because you don't want to be un-Australian, mm. whatever that fucking mm. means, which is a lie <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Like what about in your family, um, Andrea, like how was culture and identity fostered for you? Oh, look, there was a lot of secrets in our family. 
So, and a lot of shame about um, culturally where we came from. Um, I had, what was it, a great-grandmother who was Spanish, but nobody ever talked about it because they still sort of, it was like, oh, the fact she was a woman and she was of a darker complexion. Yeah, I know. It God. sounds mental. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it, but yeah, and it was like this big sort of secret thing that, um, yeah, that, that it was really not spoken about. It was like, yeah, well, we just, we'll just ignore that she even really existed. And, yeah, because for years we thought that it was like a, a male in the family who was the Spanish one. And I think that they might have said that because somehow being male instead of female is better. Um, yeah, so there was a bit of weirdness around that sort of stuff. But then also um, my, oh, it must be my great uncle married a Japanese woman. So that was a bit bit strange too because, I mean, this would have been, oh, let me think. So it would have been the, say, the... 50s, 60s, you know. So after the well, after, after the, the yeah. War. So it was still a bit like, oh, mm. let's just yeah. It was kind of like, well, we we'll just pretend that they don't exist, kind of. Th- yeah, oh. there was a lot of that within the family. Mm. I mean, my family was a lot of Irish Catholic, that sort of kind of thing. Um, but yeah, there was all these strange little offshoots that that, that they kind of didn't talk about. Um, and then when I ended up having. You know, because my oldest daughter, Octavia, she's who's 31 tomorrow. Um, <gasps> Happy, yes. Happy Scorpio. Um, yeah, she, um, she's part Chinese. So it was kind of like, yeah, the family had to face, face some things. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't comfortable. That stuff wasn't comfortable. I mean, for for me at least, when I was a kid, um, I was at a school where a third of the kids were Indigenous. So was that in Brisbane? Yeah, oh. yeah. That was. I lived. I grew up in Spring Hill, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, a third of the primary school I was at were Indigenous kids. So for me, it was kind of. I didn't really. To tell you the truth, the ones that I was a bit like. Oh, that's a bit weird. We're Asian because I never saw, I never knew any Asian kids. Mm. I never had a problem with with anybody, but you know that I was uncomfortable about just for the pure fact I never knew any. Mm. So yeah, then when I ended up having a having a Chinese child or part Chinese child myself, it was all it was all kind of strange. Mm. Yeah, the family was a bit bit sort of weird about it. Um, so strange, isn't it? Like, it is. It doesn't sort of, make sense, but I. Like it does historically make sense because people are whack, <laughs> but um, but it doesn't also make sense. Mm. Like I have always felt like by my p- greater blood family on my mother's side, there are definitely parts of that family that regard me and my sister strangely. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and regarded my and had and had not. There are many who didn't, but there's my mum has a big family, and there were some who like were not a fan of her marrying a Balinese man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Look, I definitely felt that. And the other thing is that I was really young when I had my first daughter, so I didn't realise it wasn't until kind of looking back on it that I went, oh, yeah, people weren't okay with that. (laughs) Because um, Octavia's father is very dark-skinned. When I first met him I actually thought he was an islander. He's very dark. Mm. So 
that was a bit of an issue for people, which I didn't get. I didn't understand, like, because obviously it wasn't an issue for me. Um, but, yeah, but it wasn't really until I got a, a lot older that I looked back on it and just went, oh, mm. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, you know, mm. they're not okay with this. But um, bad luck happened anyway. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's sto- those stories now in, like, in, two, in 2020 make, don't make a lot of sense, I imagine, yeah. to, to, like, like 11 and 12-year-olds. Yeah. Like, and they'd be like, what are you talking about? I know. Yeah. Look, I feel... Yeah. Which is a good thing. One of those old ladies. Which is a good thing, right? Day. Yeah, but, I mean, it is. It is. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, but that, it just seems like for me, because it's not that far off, I mean, even though it was, like, 31 years ago, um, but it, that's like the other thing we we're talking about was um, being gay. Like when I was in high school, nobody came out to being gay. Mm-hmm. You, it's just you look at how much society has changed with so many things and just go, wow. I'm not saying it's perfect. Let's face it. Mm. It's nowhere near that. But, yeah, back then when I was in high school, back back in the 80s, it was, oh Yeah, it would be probably ugh. a bad idea. Yeah. Or a hard thing, a really challenging thing to do. Yeah. Mm. Nobody did it. Yeah. And I was from a fairly big school and nobody that I knew mm. came out. Yeah, even like a guy who was my best friend for I don't even know how long, he never even came out to me. I yeah. knew. And, yeah. But it's like. That's so never, sad. I know, yeah. it is. I mean, he he came from a an Italian family, you know, mm. traditional Italian family. I think he felt that he could never come yeah. out. Yeah. Um, it was just really sad to think that he couldn't even do that. Yeah. But things are hopefully a bit different. I mean, I know there's still people who don't choose to come out and that's okay, I suppose, mm. but uh, times have changed. Yeah. They have changed. They really have. Mm. How with um, one of the things I wanted to mention while we were chatting to you this time is you started an Instagram about uh, pagan grandparenting <laughs> and I really love it. Um, and and talking about families and about, I guess, uh, our differences or the things that we introduce to our families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when and how did that sort of happen with you and your spirituality? Well, well your beliefs. Um, I brought my kids up kind of, oh, say for the last, mm, let me think, um, because it's like I chose to to follow this path, but I didn't kind of bring the kids into it. Mm. Um, I kind of I wanted to find my own way within it. And two, I once they were old enough, I wanted them to make their own decisions on things. Mm. Um, but kind of probably from about oh, I think they were in. I think my youngest was in about year five or six. So yeah, from about that, and then yeah, each of them were two years apart in the three. So. I, it would be had been a long time that yeah we didn't do the Christmas thing or Easter or anything like that, and we just you know lived the pagan wheel of the year and did all that kind of thing, um, and then so it just was automatic. Then when I have grandkids that will bring them up like that too. Mm. So yeah, yeah it was so for me it was easy. It was. Because I I love doing all those little ritual things with kids. Yes. <laughs> like that's my my thing. I'm I've like, been yeah. talking to all the girls, including um, Junie, that they have memories of yeah of we their did. first rituals and yeah, things yeah, as little kids or seeing of, you yeah, well, practice. See, that's it. Because Juniper would have been younger again. She mm. would have only been oh, like five or six 
when she was first introduced to it. Mm. So, yeah, she wouldn't have many memories from before that. No. Because, um, yeah, we didn't do Christmas. We did like summer solstice and we, we did all that sort of stuff instead. So, um, but I never wanted the kids to feel as though they missed out. And it was funny when Magenta was young and I remember somebody saying to her, oh, well, what's the difference from being, you know, a pagan to being Christian? And she said, oh, we have just much more celebrations. You have more fun. <laughs> yeah, much more. You know, we're always having feasts. <laughs> it, was like, it was like, yeah, I, I, I tried to make them feel that, you know, they weren't missing out on anything. No. You know, so. I kind of jokingly say to people who come into the, the shop and I'm sort of explaining, I'm like, oh, well, this weekend is Beltana and yeah. then, but it's, and they're like, oh, Halloween. And I'm like, oh, explain the flip. And, and I'm like, but I always say we have, Two Christmases, two Halloweens, two like we get to do two Easter's. Yeah, we yeah. get all the fun yeah. ones twice. Yep, yep, I'll do yep. them with you know mm, the, mm. with the Muggles. I love doing Halloween for like local I kids know. or at school yeah. and stuff. I do do. And I do. now I've got two nieces. Mm. I've started to think about this myself. Yeah. That's why I love your um, Instagram. Also because you're super crafty mm, and you know. bake like a, a, a proper I'm, witch. I am that side of grandma. Are, no, I? you're not at all. You're I'm the like, cool. Oh, you're look the at cool my grandkids. Part. I'm baking. No, no, I'm I'm, I don't mean stuff. doing it sound shit. Like for me that's <laughs> exciting and I love I love you, the inspiration you put up. Um, and I've always put that as a big sort of plus towards um, paganism and witchcraft as much as I've been it experienced it that it's not something that's ever forced on any children of people who mm. practice that they have always allowed their children to make their own decisions and choices and have sovereignty over their bodies mm. and over their their yeah. religious beliefs and that they just are allowed to join in with things that you're doing until that time that yeah, they want to start yeah. doing their own and thing. And I was very much like that because um they did uh, were still doing religious instruction at school and I said to them once they got to high school, I said, now this is your choice. Yeah. And if you don't want to do this, that's okay. But if you do want to do it, that's okay too. Mm. You know, either way, I'm not going to mind it. That's, yeah. you know, that really is your choice to Whatever make. Whatever interests you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's how it should be instead of saying you have to do this, you know, you are, yeah. It's kind of like that even, you know, um, making those choices and decisions now, well, not that I'm a part of the, decision what happens in Arnie B's house will be very different I'm <laughs> sure than what happens at, at home mm-hmm. um but them talking about you know how are we going are we doing the tooth fairy when when how old were you when we stopped talking about Santa like I want to do Santa and Christmas and stuff and we're looking forward to doing that stuff mm. with the little ones until a certain point yeah. um but I'm also sort of getting like well for me the talk about fairy and the talk about um magic and will and all that stuff that's going to continue yeah 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 (laughs) and there'll be no naysaying about what is real and what isn't Mm. for a lot longer than perhaps other people would yeah how do you kind of navigate those questions if you've had any of that come up with because they're both very intuitive very magical kids (laughs) yeah well I suppose that's the thing is that what I really did sort of try to do differently with grandkids is that Look, if they they sort of see spirits or anything like that, I take it very seriously. Not mm. as in, but as in, I'm not going to just flippantly go, ah, oh, yeah, you know. I'm going to say, oh yeah, okay, you know, all right. And what what exactly did you see? And how? That, well, that would have been, or that could have been this, and mm. yeah, and then and just explain to them more. Mm. Um, 
And look, I think that's part of kids' understanding of things is how you react and you respond to things. Mm. Because if you're taking it seriously and are interested and engaged in it and tell your own experiences of those same things, they're going to go, oh, okay, I, mm. under- I understand that. And so now, like with, with my adult children, I think that's part of it is that they kind of, once they got to adults, they, they couldn't say, oh, well, all that's bullshit and, you know, because of their own experiences with yeah. things. They had to – they may not necessarily follow, you know, within witchcraft things, but they're, they're still open-minded enough to know that it's not as clear-cut as that some people might say it's it not, is. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's really important to um, to just take things – and to take it seriously but – I mean, I'm not for being serious all the time, that's, that's for sure. But, yeah. I think it's also like, you know. It's like a healthy respect, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah that, I was about to say that. Yeah. Respect. That's, it just brought me back to that exact conversation, that same moment walking down this, like, pathway in Linville with my grandmother and her talking to me about ghosts for the first time mm-hmm. and being, you know, uh, an active listener not mm. leading me or telling me how yep. to feel about it but saying, well, this is how I feel it is mm. and if you don't do any harm then they can't do any harm to you and you have yep. the ability to say yes or no and I've seen them too but, you know, it's completely, you know, yeah, it just took me straight back to that moment. It's so important I think in, in so many respects, not yep. just within spirituality mm. but mm. to have mm. that person in your life that is an adult that goes, you know, it doesn't feed into their uh, fantasies or perhaps their nightmares, but takes it seriously yeah. and t- enough to pause as a grown up and say, "Is that right? Is that yeah. what happened to you? Yeah. What else mm. did you see? Mm. You know, it's all good. It's going to be okay. Yeah. And this is how I dealt with it. Yeah. And treat treat those uh, experiences with the right kind of yeah. energy and kind of normalize it too. Yeah, you know, and that that that's okay. Not that something that, to be scared of. Yeah, not something to be frightened of. Yeah, and it doesn't make you different somehow. No, you know, I think that, that there's a lot of that, like, oh, you, what you see goes there, but you're a little bit of a weirdo. Um, and I know I did struggle with that when I was a kid, mm. um, seeing spirits, um, and it's not something that you could easily just talk about. Mm. So yeah, I really wanted the grandkids to feel like that it, that was okay, mm. you know, that they can just, yeah, that I'm just going to support whatever it is that they they're going through yeah. with that sort of stuff for sure. Mm. You do get to enjoy being the the witchy nano, the witchy auntie, the witchy uncle, the witchy um, guardian that comes in and does read those books or does does take the magical places or does say, oh, is that right? Is that what you saw? Or what was the dream you had? Tell me about it. Mm. Let's talk about your invisible friend mm. <laughs> in a way that's healthy uh, and I think yep. powerful. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. what I see you doing with your your little ones anyway. I try. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they came in um, – you guys came in for my birthday yeah. on the 12th of October and literally, guys, everyone was the sweetest, most beautiful changeling pixie children <laughs> you've ever seen in your life. And they come in with you – got you, bought, you always buy me the most incredible roses and these old-fashioned roses and the kids had cupcakes me and Griffin and Lilith <laughs> uh-huh. were like, oh, Happy birthday. You're so beautiful. 
and giving me big hugs and they're like, I think have a magical day. And I'm like, I love you both so much. <laughs> they're they're both so you. aware of – I remember talking to them when they were still in the tummy. Yeah. They're just true. magical kids. Yeah. But no – I love it. So what is the um, handle for that Instagram if people want to follow that? Because I think some James, other people like myself I think it's, love it. I think it's just pagan grandparenting or one word. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. At, I have to remember. At, yeah. Pagan, pagan grandparenting. grandparenting. Yep. Think. They'll definitely find it as a link off of your personal Insta, which I what's th- your uh, Instagram? Uh, mine is, ah, shit, <laughs> at Andrea Wilkes. 71? Yeah, yeah, that's that, it. That sounds correct. <laughs> I tagged you the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thanks for coming on, honey. Oh, no. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being in the, in the, in the sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. The, the opposite. The, yeah. Well, you meant the, the sweaty weather. weather. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a warm one. But this, is, this reminds me of like the summers of my childhood in Brisbane, like where it will build and build and build all day. It. No, I love it. I it gets electric. It. Well, as long and by as the end of the day, I like, I, I like that part. Cracks. I like that part. Yeah. I was walking around today and I was like, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's different when there's no rain at the end, which has been the yeah. last five yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. We've been it's having this awful up, hot up, weather there are no rain. But this week has been like proper like – Childhood. It has Brisbane been good to summers. have the cracking, mm. big cracking thunder, thunder lightning, yeah. and, and winds. Um, I know a lot of the baby birds in the park near me uh, that we rescued weren't happy about it, and a lot of the council guys that have been there all week cutting down the, the fallen gum trees and things haven't been that happy. No. But the rain has has allowed all of the jacarandas and the frangipanis and everything to come into bloom finally mm-hmm. quite late in the season and I feel like all of um, nature here in Brisbane is taking a, a big sigh of relief. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah we can see grass again. Everything was getting crunchy, the oh, dirt no. and the, um, oh. everything, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, oh, Much love. Everyone. Much love, guys. And um, I know by the time that this reaches you, well, perhaps not if this one's coming out, I want to wish everyone a, a blessed Samhain, um, a blessed Beltane, mm-hmm. um, Beltana, wherever you are. Um, I know now more than ever our practice and our magic is important and I know that it will be a great comfort to feel as though we're all celebrating with each other at different times, obviously doing different things around the world, but I hope you have a really wonderful um ritual or gathering or even just to chillax by yourself to enjoy this spooky time of year, this magical time of year, and that you get to spend it with some other beloveds. And thank you for listening. And we'll hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me. Bye. 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 Upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky without the dark clouds falling and omen apparition. And with the thunder rolling, our how preceded the storm. We lay beneath the wolf sky. We lay beneath the wolf sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.